good stuff. Very well, valuable. Thank you, Doc. We want to thank you guys for tuning in today. Mm. Uh, mm. Real quick, um, should have mentioned this at the beginning. So, put it on the beginning before you put it on air. Okay. <laughs> Shawarma's <laughs> yours. Shawarma yours. S H A W A R M A U R hyphen S. Shawarma yours. Great new restaurant over there at 13th and Tyler, you know, where the Hurricane Bar is. Yeah. Everybody knows where the Hurricane Bar is. Well, so just a little a, bit further down, it's a new restaurant, Shawarma Yours. Mediterranean? It is, oh my God. Oh my God. Well, and yeah. gluten-free. Oh yeah. And so we stopped in there. My concern was gluten. Mm-hmm. After Friday night, I was like, yeah, hyper-sensitive to eating gluten-free. Sure. And I had... Don't even think Mediterranean. Just okay. think freaking fantastic. Oof. It, I, I had, do that. Because we're going the gluten-free option here. I had French fries. Now, because it's Mediterranean, they called them something else, which was a real fancy name, but meant French fries. Mm-hmm. With beef and a, a garlic mayonnaise and then a, a, some sort of light salad topping thingy. I mean, I don't know. I, I just like inhaled it. I tried not to inhale it. I was wanting to inhale it, but I was sitting there with Tish, so I'm trying to eat politely with my yeah. finger out and one bite at a time, <laughs> put my fork down. But all I was thinking the entire time is I'm going to grab that whole plate and shove it in my face. Yeah. It was delicious. Huh? It was delicious. I'll have to check it out. Um, I'm telling you right now, go in there. David's the owner. David, okay. good dude. Um, awesome. Mention, mention just these guys sent you and he will laugh at you. Yep. <laughs> He'll say, what's that? <laughs> but no, it's, and they're on Facebook. I know that because he became a follower after I left, ah. uh, the restaurant. And so if you want to look at their menu or look at photos of the food in there, but I'm telling you right now, I'm, I've committed myself to going in once a week. Sweet. At least grabbing something on the way home. It's it's conveniently located. It's right there just off 13th and Tyler. Uh, the food is great. The owner is great. Uh, everything on the menu. I'm Lance. And I'm Mike. And we are just these guys, you know. Mm-hmm. How was your weekend? My weekend was very good. Eventful? Well, and you mentioned your, your back is hurting this morning. Yeah. Friday, I uh, went to a dinner show at Prairie Pines Theater. Excellent murder mysteries, by the way. Oh, so it's not a Western about where I had lunch Saturday. But um, I ate and I had some gluten. Mm-hmm. And it, it took till Monday for it to work out of me. Wow. Yeah, I tell you Lower what, back. it's it's the craziest thing in the world. You just don't think it has that much of an impact. I, I, even my doctor was like, I've never seen it manifest in this manner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it, it flat out, it just takes a little too as yeah. well. They don't take much. No, I thought, well, I could get away with scraping the skin. The, mm-hmm. the breading off the chicken <laughs> yeah uh, no no nope. no nope. yeah 
Like well, somebody just started squeezing the crap out of my spine. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got a, a couple other folks down south, down in Texas, who are seriously considering they uh, doing the gluten-free thing. They sent me a note yesterday asking me if there were any breads that I would recommend. <laughs> and I haven't actually found a good bread. You kind of got to give bread up. I haven't been looking. I don't. No, I don't care about bread. There's really not. I mean, if you are just in love with bread and and you want to try to do the gluten-free thing, it's going to be a little bit of a rough road. You know what would be great on the gluten-free diet? What's that? Hooli hooli chicken. Hmm. Hooli hooli chicken. How you make that? Ask your friends in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Aloha to Hawaii. We have uh, listeners tuning in from Hawaii. Kawaii. So, aloha, brada. Mm-hmm. Mahalo. Do you even know what you're saying? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I lived in Hawaii for a number of years, and I was trying, you know, that, that first week, I was trying to really kind of understand stuff. And yeah. I was at a McDonald's, I was walking out, and on the trash can, uh, where you throw the trash away, mm-hmm. it said, Mahalo. <laughs> so, being the smart guy that I am, Sure. I figured out mahalo means trash. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I'm really trying to work, you know, the the cultural language into my vocabulary. So I go back to work and I'm like, hey, uh, if you don't mind, I'll carry out the mahalo for you. (laughs) (laughs) People are looking at me like I'm I'm from Mars. Yeah. Yeah. Mahalo means thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Mahalo, brother. Mahalo, brother. So instead of brother, you're saying brother? B-R-A-D-A. Brother? Yeah. Got it. You need to get you a good book on pigeon. Yeah. Okay. Well. Now, otherwise, your, your buddies in Hawaii will set you up. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they will. Hey, go over there and say this to that guy. Well, mahalo, brother. <laughs> good. That's our Hawaii vocabulary lesson of the day yeah well i had a good weekend out in western kansas that's right you went on a a road trip i don't know if i've ever seen western kansas as beautiful as it is right now really it was green it's green it was more green there than here really yep because they've had just an amazing amount of rain and the temperature we go out there every year in july third Third weekend of July, every year for the reunion, teeter reunion, and it's always teeter 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 t e e t e r. That's their last name. That's my uh, wife's mother's maiden name. Teeter. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Where did you think I was going with that? I I don't teeter. Teeter. uh, Like teeter totter. Western Kansas. (laughs) Yeah. Graduating class of ten. Got it. No, it's a big old family. Yep. And so we go out there every year and it's like going to the desert. It's brown and it's hot. I mean, it's it's not you don't leave there thinking, man, I would just love to live here this year. Whole different story. Just beautiful. And the weather, of course, it was nice here, I'm sure, Sure. too. But oh my goodness, it was a whole different scene. Are we going to do a podcast where we talk about weather like two old men? Probably. It was humid here. <laughs> I couldn't believe the humidity. <laughs> well, 
Yeah. We'll go from that to Eustonauts. Mm-hmm. We'll, be, we'll exactly. be the king of the Eustonauts. That's right. I used to not be here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So it was a good time. Traveling ate my back up, though. I'm a little down in the back. <laughs> More old talk. I'm a little down in the back. That hard ride. <laughs> so hard riding in a car. Oh, yeah. Getting old, they say it ain't for sissies. <laughs> and I'm starting to agree. Hey, uh, I don't get old. Yeah, just don't do it. Especially betwixt the ears. Get in shape. Get yeah. fit. Get healthy. Mm-hmm. Got the nutrition stuff going. Now I got to get more of the physical stuff going. Stretching. Want to. You, Want what to. have you lost? Not got to. Want to. 25 pounds now? It's right around 20. Wow. Yeah, it's sticking, sticking with 20. I have found too many gluten-free foods that are not calorie-free. <laughs> <laughs> they still have calories. <laughs> and some... It was brown. all over once you learned M&M's were gluten-free. Yeah, exactly. M&M's, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Now, I wasn't helping with the, <laughs> the high-octane uh, energy drinks I was giving you in here. Well... I still enjoyed them. Ten tons of sugar and ice yeah, cream. Yeah. And yeah. Calling it coffee because it was in a cup. Sure. That's something else that I've started to kind of dabble in a little too much are the energy drinks for a little energy boost here and there. So I got to watch that as well. But yeah, I've uh, I've gotten to a, a point where I need to take it to another level. Like I've gotten rid of a lot of the gluten, a lot of the crap, but I've gotten back into really enjoying way more than I should a lot of the sweets that don't have gluten in them. <laughs> payday, <laughs> payday candy bars do not have gluten. There's actually too many things that are gluten free. <laughs> I never thought I would say that. <laughs> Why are these gluten free? I'm like almost disappointed because then I have to eat it, right? I have to eat it. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. well speaking of taking it to another level mm-hmm. uh let's take the the thinking to another level Ooh, let's do it let's apply it and this is this is good processing for you okay because last friday which seemed like eight years ago we had an experience friday morning we did and it turned out much differently than you anticipated. Sure. Uh, Mike and I were invited to be guests on a radio show, uh, 7 a.m. And there was a bit of concern about being live and on air and being able to fill the air and answer the questions and all of this other stuff going into having a live appearance. But he did fantastic. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't record it. I was... I thought about it and then forgot it, <laughs> which par for me. But that short appearance spawned a request to appear on a Saturday morning radio program for three hours. Three hours? Three hours. I thought he said an hour. No, he said his program was three hours. We might be two hours. Two hours? Two hours. Wow. But you weren't paying attention, were you? No. <laughs> He said, Less hey, guys, you. I have a three-hour Saturday program that I do, and I wonder if I could book you guys in one of those Saturdays. And 
it's uh, from nine. It starts at nine, I think he said. And then later in the conversation, he said something about arriving, going on the air at 10. So he may want to do his thing from nine to 10 and then set it up to have guests at 10. So we could be there two hours. You didn't know this? I didn't catch that. You didn't catch that. I was thinking to myself, okay, 10 minutes, we did, we did well. And then what I caught was an hour. And I thought, well, that's that's a long time to be sitting here talking with you. But we do it all. We do it every Tuesday. Right. We're, we're having yeah. to cut ourselves off every Tuesday. Yeah, so I mean an hour. Listen, even two hours. Because really, the reality is a lot of times by the time we get to an hour, it really feels like we're just starting to roll. Right. And I'm sure... After an hour's time, a couple of you out there are thinking, surely they're going to say something worthwhile. <laughs> <laughs> and we should just keep going. But if we I'm, had I'm totally cool with an hour or two. Be 15 minutes long. So. Yeah, true. So I'm, I'm, that doesn't bother me at all. Okay. Now, six months ago, I wouldn't even have considered it because I would have never thought that, that what I had going on in my mind, number one, could even be, you know, clarified you know, <laughs> made clear and come out in any kind of a clear fashion um but yeah that i could actually hang with a conversation that was that long and but, but what's interesting about that is i've been doing this for you know about 53 years yeah. having conversations <laughs> <laughs> have i been have i been that boring for 53 years well and there sometimes i think, I think there's a, a a better way to have a conversation and and the conversations we enjoy this is how people do it there, there are conversations we have that will run for hours and hours and hours and at the end of it produce absolutely nothing sure but it's also a technique that uh, allows you to become powerful in life and it's called assertiveness mm mm-hmm okay bob can you spell assertiveness yeah in a minute i'll, I'll spell it for you i'll look it up in the dictionary <laughs> assertiveness we need puppets <laughs> <laughs> we should do we should do the whole thing sometime with puppets <laughs> <laughs> with the wooden sticks ollie you know? yeah well so i don't know that i would ever score high on a scale of assertiveness in that I've never really felt like I just needed to. I suppose it just depends on what it is. <laughs> the starting point is, what the hell is he talking about over there? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, wow. Well. And, and that's part of the problem is and, and why it's so critical. And I always tell people, you know, because people will come see me for different reasons. You know, they'll have issues in the present or they'll be anxious and worried about issues in the future or they will have issues in their past or they will have issues with other people uh, or, or they'll have issues with themselves mm -hmm. but to address any and all of these our our thought processes have to be clean and and cleared up and and functional and rational and so no matter what it is we're going to work on we have to have that that grounding, that fundamental thought process. I can't control other people frees you to control yourself, frees you to take care of yourself. Now the question starts to become, how do I take myself to other people? Mm, yep. And so 
too many people think assertiveness is confrontation. And actually, confrontation is confrontation. Sure. <laughs> That's why there's two different words. They, they don't mean the same thing. Assertiveness is simply sharing something of yourself with somebody else. In my head, that was a beautiful gong noise. <laughs> <laughs> so assertiveness, uh, my example that I always use to help people understand it is the shopping experience. Okay. So you're in the grocery store, got your cart, got your list. Don has sent you to the store. Oh, boy. <laughs> and you're walking down the aisle looking for Rotella tomatoes. As you're looking up and down, you're wondering, what the hell is a Rotella? <laughs> and you're looking and looking, and then somebody turns into the aisle up ahead with their cart, and you look, but you don't do anything. But now they're on your radar, and so you will walk along, shop, check, shop, check, shop, check, shop, check. And as they approach you and as you approach them, at some point, you will move your cart to the right, mm -hmm. nod at them, and go back to looking for Rotella tomatoes. Test question. Why do you move your cart? Because I'm assertive. You have no idea what assertive is. In my niceness. <clears throat> Bingo. You're a nice guy. What allows you to express your niceness in that particular moment is you can see where they begin and end in time and space. <laughs> it's not complicated. In space, you see where my body begins and ends. Right. Now, in time... Your brain is always doing physics calculations. And so over the past 10 seconds, Lance has been on this side of the table. So your brain is calculating that inside the next 10 seconds, he will remain on that side of the table. And thus you stand comfortably as you do. But if I were to look at that guitar and say, oh my goodness, that thing's crooked. And start over there towards you, your brain goes on high alert. What the hell's he doing coming over here? <laughs> yeah. And at some point, as I got close to you, you would lean out of the way. Mm -hmm. Because you can see where I begin and end physically and can predict where I might be in 10 seconds based on where I have been in 10 seconds, you now have the power to choose how you're going to interact with me. So where does Lance begin and end personally what would make lance happy what would make him mad what what is lance's politics what's his religious beliefs sure you have no idea so if this relationship is going to work out whose job is it to figure all this stuff out mm -hmm. you're saying mm -hmm, that's not an answer well i'd take it on as my job it's not you can't read my mind so there's absolutely no way in the world you can know what Lance 
likes, what Lance doesn't like. It's my job to figure this stuff out. What do I want? What do I not want? What do I enjoy? What do I not enjoy? What would make me happy? What would make me mad? How do I want my day to go? I have to figure all that out. Now, knowing you can't read my mind, it's my job to share that with you. So you can see where I begin and end personally and give you the opportunity to choose how to relate to me. So a great example, if you walked in here <laughs> and said, hey, I got a joke about three nuns in a bar. And I said, oh, you know, I'm not comfortable with religious humor. You might go, hey, didn't mean to offend you. Now, first of all, why do we hold our hands up and lean back when we say something that suddenly we realize might not be good for the company we're in? Hey, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. That is the exact behavior we would perform if at the grocery store we walked around the corner and almost bumped into somebody. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a hand check, you know, back in high school. Hand check! Sure. We would lean back, we would throw our hands up in the air to show them we're not a physical threat and say, hey, sorry, I didn't mean to bump into you. Well, when I tell you what I'm not comfortable with, it's literally showing you my personal boundary and you realize you almost crossed it. So just like a physical boundary, you back up, but you will manifest it physically because it's happening mentally. So you're like, hey, didn't mean to offend you. Now you have a choice. Continue on with the joke, knowing it may offend me, or choose a different joke. So you get the opportunity to respect my boundaries and interact with me in a way I'm comfortable with after I share something about myself with you. And that's assertiveness. Hey, I'm not comfortable with religious humor. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. Uh, you okay with ducks? I got a joke about ducks. Sure, let me hear about ducks. And then we have a good laugh. And so by me showing you my boundaries, you get the chance to respect them. And it's that simple. That, that's all it is. And it does so much for, for conversations and dialogues. One, if I say, I'm not comfortable with religious humor, and you say, ah, oh, but you'll love this one anyway, and you keep on with the joke, I'm, <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm, oh, I can't believe this. He's, he's going to tell, he's telling the joke. Look at him go. Wow, he's really, you know what, I got to go. Mm -hmm. I'm suddenly turning again within myself, deciding how do I want to handle this and do I want to move on? I've given you a chance to, to cooperate with me, but you refuse it. You start trampling on my boundaries. I may decide to walk out, but I'm not mad. I'm not hurt. I'm not offended. Yeah. I'm disappointed you didn't, you know, back up a little bit. That's it. I mean, that that becomes the end of it. If if I tell you, if if I don't have all this knowledge, if I'm not assertive, if I don't have the understanding that I control myself, and you come in telling me a, a joke, and I say, yeah, I'm not really comfortable with that, 
and you say you're going to love it anyway and you keep telling it to me i don't know what i, I may be uh, just trapped i can't believe i have to stand here and listen to this stuff oh my god what if everybody else is hearing this and they think it's me i mean my brain just explodes with worries and what ifs and don't wants mm -hmm. but once i lock in on how i want things to be what i would like our relationship to be like then i can share that with you and give you the opportunity to cooperate with me people think of it as only in, in confrontive times but if i were to say to you hey thank you that's an assertive statement gotcha yep the, the fuller kind of complex situation there is i appreciate that thing you just did now that would be very dorky to say but that's what we mean I'm telling you about me. When I say thank you, you now know what pleases Lance and whether to do it again or not if you want me to be pleased in the future. I'm giving you the keys to how to deal with me. Well, then the reality is I'm very assertive because I'm very aware of how people are responding to certain situations and I'm often adjusting myself to assert what I want to, which is to help them to be comfortable. I'm going to beg to defer there. <laughs> I'm trying to help to process this whole thing the, <laughs> Since, the way I know a lot of other people are probably processing it the same way. Because I'm sitting here and I ain't saying much because the wheels are spinning I, and, and, and I ain't getting it. How many years right? right? <laughs> did you say nothing about the coffee way too many you didn't assert yourself and the reason you didn't assert yourself i'm going to read your mind right now is you were afraid of offending me you wanted to just appreciate the fact that he offered me something i don't want to tell him you didn't share with me what you like or don't like because of all this other clamoring nonsensical thinking that we do worry about this don't want that you know oh it's just my lot in life to accept what i'm given yeah maybe if you'd have just said at any point hey lance you know i i appreciate the coffee but i enjoy sweet stuff or i enjoy a good cappuccino telling me what you like now it didn't mean i had to give it to you but yeah i could have said well get one on the way here <laughs> yeah i just i wasn't i don't even i'm sitting here going okay so why did i not say something and listen, um, the only reason I didn't say anything is because I just thought you bought crappy coffee. <laughs> but you <laughs> suffered every Friday yeah. or Monday. Get, instead of just saying, I'm not a coffee drinker, <laughs> I should have said that. I'm not a coffee drinker. Yeah. I, You know what? I'm going to bring my own. I mean, when you start thinking about what you want, how you want things to be, mm -hmm. solutions, answers start coming to you. And telling me that you don't like my coffee is not offensive. That's not offensive. That's we're, we're afraid of hurting other people's feelings. Afraid. We are worried. We don't want. Mm -hmm. We're afraid of, I shouldn't say anything. They're not kind enough to give me coffee. I should just receive it. No. If you don't like something, it's okay to say, I don't like something. What's more effective is to tell people what you do like. Hey, you know, thanks for serving me coffee. You know what I prefer? You know what I like? The negative thinking 
you know, well, I don't want to, I don't want to offend him. I don't want to upset him. I don't want, and we finally just like, I don't like this. And it comes out as angry and aggressive. And that's what we're not wanting to do, but that's what we end up doing. And so assertiveness, being assertive is simply because then the, the, the secret is once you say that you, you actually create an environment and that invites the other person in to resolve hmm. the situation, resolve the problem. Yeah. You know, if, if I'm in church and somebody behind me is talking, I may turn around and say, Hey, you may not realize this, but I'm, it's hard for me to concentrate on the pastor while you two are talking. Did I say anything about them? I pointed out a fact they are talking. I didn't, I wasn't rude. I didn't say, mm-hmm. you two shut the hell up. back." <laughs> right. I told them I'm having trouble hearing the pastor while the two of you talk. That gives them a choice to help me hear the pastor better or not help me. And if they not want to help me, I then have a choice to get up and move. Yep. What yep. do I want? I want to hear the pastor. Hey, I can't hear him while you two are talking. Well, tough beans. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll move over there. It becomes simple. Or, and normally what the response is, is they're mortified. They're, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I died. But they weren't aware that they were creating a problem for other people. That's the thing is, is it, it invites a conversation. It, it invites problem resolution. Now, a lot of times when you first spring this on people, they're not used to it. So they think you're criticizing. They think you're complaining about them. They think you're blaming them. So there are remaining assertive techniques we can talk about later, but the, the, just the clarification, I'm not criticizing you. I'm telling you what kind of cup of coffee I like. I'm telling you what kind of humor I'm into. I'm telling you about me being able to hear the pastor. You may have to clarify for other people. Listen, I'd rather stay in tonight. You hate it when I want to go out. That, that's <laughs> No, my stomach's upset. I would rather stay in. You may have to clarify what you mean, what you think. Yeah. I'm not criticizing you. I'm telling you something about me. It, it's a, it's an invitation to resolve a problem hmm. and to be able to do it and to be able to do it effectively. Having the four fundamentals down really helps because I'm going to have to focus intensely on myself, what I think, what I feel what I do want, what, what's an option A, what's an option B, what's an option C, as I walk into this dialogue, whatever the dialogue is, you know, dinner, I'd like to go to, you know, barbecue. Well, I'm sick of barbecue. Okay, well, what if we went to Applebee's? I could get the barbecue thingy and you can get the salad thingy. And sure. What's option A, what's option B, what's option C that I'm comfortable with that I can I can settle for, I can, you know, we can compromise here if I know. Too many times I saw people go into the courtroom and it was, you know, my way or the highway. You know, this is how it's going to be. No, this is how it's going to be. And 
since they were usually on opposite sides of the fence, they would lock in their spurs, dig their heels in, become more entrenched in their position and start telling the other person how they were wrong and would launch them into a legal battle for the next six months. Time and time again. And just being able to say, this is what I think would be best, um, but I think this would be comfortable as well, then we can, if they're willing to do the same thing, then we can start to have a dialogue. So whether it's talking with your boss, I mean, going into your boss and saying, you know, I've been here 12 years and I haven't had a raise in six, and I think I do bring value to the company, and I, I would appreciate it if you guys give me a raise. I didn't say a word about the company. I, I told him my self-assessment and what I would appreciate. Right. I'm not complaining. I'm not criticizing them. I'm not threatening to leave the company. I'm telling them about me. Mm. And so it's applicable in, in all dialogues, all situations, including our radio appearance coming up. <laughs> it's good news. Yeah, so the idea of assertiveness is you go into, like you said, every situation and all you're asserting is what you do control, not what you don't. You're asserting what it is I, ideally that you want. And I usually want the situation to go well for both parties, the conversation to go well for both of us. And so I'm just asserting what I want. That's it. Yeah. Plain it's and like, simple. You know, you used to be a waiter years ago. Mm -hmm. Did you ever think somebody was an idiot because... <laughs> They wanted the cheeseburger instead of the chicken fried steak. That's well, a at a Mexican restaurant, <laughs> if they're ordering a cheeseburger, yes. Lance walked into were. that with little background information. <laughs> but when they choose something off the menu, it's a preference. It's what they want. It's right. neither good nor bad. It's their particular preference. Right. God, Jesus said, Mary has chosen what is better, mm -hmm. and that will not be taken from her. That's right. It's your preference. Yeah, that's good. And that is all you're expressing to other people is what you're thinking, what you believe, what you feel, what your preferences are. You're packaging it up in a way to present it to the person. Now, that may include options on how you might behave in the future. Right. They're not ultimatums. They're because ultimatums are threats. You don't do this, I'm going to punch you in the head. That's You don't do this, I'm going to take my toys and go away. That's a threat. That's an ultimatum. You have total control over yourself. If you want to continue to do this, know that I'm going to be disappointed, maybe even heartbroken, because that's how much I care for you. Hmm. But there may come a day when you know, I just can't stay in that situation because it, it does hurt me too much. And so I may have to walk away. Sure. Yeah. Now, again, that's not an ultimatum. That's not a threat. That's letting the other person know how I feel about this and where things may go in the future. So you guys, you know, I've, I've worked hard for you guys here for a number of years and I get it. Budget's tight and you're not ready to give me a raise yet. Uh, that's, you know, um, and if that's the case, I you know, love you, but I have a family to feed. So I may have to start looking for other options in terms of employment. 
I'm not threatening you. I'm not giving you an ultimatum. I'm not saying give me a raise or I quit. I'm telling you where my mind is at and where it may go in the future. You bet. That I'm sharing with you so you can work with me. And so you may come back and say, well, listen, we can't give you a raise right now. But what we could do, which may help you out a little bit, is start letting you drive the company truck. You know, not just here at the office or here at work or on the job, but we, we, we could let you take the company truck and use it. They may save you a couple hundred bucks in gas each week. Mm-hmm. Would that be helpful? So once I explain to you what I'm thinking, where I'm at, where I may go, it's an invitation to you to help me with my my problem, my issue. Yeah, all right. I'm ready to give you the keys. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're thinking about a situation that you would like to be more assertive in or would like to assert in a healthy way yourself into that scenario, maybe it's a work situation or a family situation, whatever that is, and you are thinking to yourself, but what are these fundamentals? If they go back to, is it episode 10? Is that where we started to really break down the book and the fundamentals? Episode 10 was the Genesis, and then 11 through 19 was chapter by chapter walking through the book. Okay. So there's a book out there called 12-2 for new listeners. That uh, and probably a few folks that have been around for a while haven't gotten the book yet. Get the book. Twelve how you, two. How, do you how get to the transform book? your mind. How do you get the book? Amazon, yep. Barnes and Nobles, yep. books a million. Twelve two by Lance Parker, and then you have it to be able to to flip through on the pages and listen to the podcast as we go through these fundamentals, and we end up living a life that we want. I had another positive experience this week, feedback. Yeah. Uh, individual uh, I had worked with in the past. Um, when they ended up coming to me, it wasn't through happy circumstances, obviously, but they ended up coming in and we identified anxiety as being the issue. And they knew that. I wasn't telling them anything new. Okay. And they knew that because they had been Excuse me. They had been in therapy for the better part of 15 years. Now, if you know me, you mm-hmm. know why I'm gritting my teeth. Yeah, I'm going, it wasn't all with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we had a, a frank conversation about anxiety and what it is. And I said, if you can just give me four weeks. And at the end of those four weeks, you can decide what to do after that. Yeah. And they said, okay. Four weeks, huh? I know the rest of the story because they came and told it to me. So the part I'm about to tell you (laughs) is funny if you could have been in their brain. Because they said, after I said that, they walked out and go, who the hell does he think he is? What's this fool talking about? I've been in therapy for 15 years and he's talking about give me four weeks. Yeah. And went and talked to their friends and family about it. Trashing me. That's awesome. Because of the situation, because of what they said, they came back and did the four weeks. 
And so they came back here recently and said, that was freaking amazing. Mm. I, I would never, I didn't, I never believed that it could be gone in four weeks. Take control. And this isn't, I'm not a special dude and I don't have any special knowledge. Everything I got, I'm quoting somebody else. These are out of books that I've read. And more importantly, the book. It was all written down in the book. Yep. That, you know, as a man thinketh, so is he. Mm-hmm. Do not be anxious, but tell God what you want, and a peace that surpasses all understanding shall come upon you. Mm-hmm. Whatever is lovely, noble, positive, think on these things. You know, gossiping. You know, go- what does it say? Gossip is like, you know, goes down into the soul and rots you out or something. Yeah. In Proverbs. Right. Um, how we think determines how we feel, which determines what we do. And so if you're wanting to change any element of your life, the power starts by focusing on changing how you think. And when you start there, then it becomes sensible and easy to go to somebody else and say, hey, this is what I was thinking. This is what I would like. And nine times out of 10, they go, oh, hey, cool. (laughs) Yeah. Instead of how I, in my mind, I thought that would go for years and years. Yeah. And somebody the other day really appreciated what you've been doing in terms of being revealing Mm -hmm. because they too identified with that, that there's a a time in their day where they um, have 10 or 15 minutes by themselves. They're not mowing the lawn. Sure. But they said, yeah, every day I go in there and... I have conversations with people. Yep. And it wasn't until Mike said that about mowing the lawn and having that full conversation with somebody that I realized I do that. It would surprise me if everybody didn't do that. I think we all do. I just don't think a lot of us are paying attention to the conversations that are being had. And they almost feel like real conversations. You've actually said that. And so the actual conversation, (laughs) the real conversation that would be very healthy to have, we don't actually have because we've already worked it all out in our negative way. So those conversations have become very, very apparent to me. And it has been so helpful. I'm going to give away a secret to all you attorneys out there who are listening. When I'm asked to testify. I've had attorneys say, you really love this, don't you? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> no, you guys are mean. Yeah. But my approach to testifying, and this is kind of what we were talking about last with last Friday and this, this upcoming appearance we're going to have on the radio is I've, I've written a report. I've, I've come up with an expert opinion. Now I know their job is to make the opinion invaluable to the court to try to tear the opinion down or tear me down to tear the opinion down. I know what their goals are. Right. So instead of worrying about what they're going to do, what they're going to say, how they're going to ask, what if they bring this up? What if they bring that up? I plan for that. Mm. Okay. You know, they're, they're going to ask about this. And so I, I prepare a response. I prepare an answer. They're going to ask about this. I prepare a response. I go through the report. And I just imagine the things they may ask. And then I prepare a response for that. And then after I have prepared 
responses to the potential questions they could ask or criticisms they may have, I then start focusing on what is the important point of all of this that I want the court to hear? Because yeah. between the, the, the directing examining attorney and the cross-examining attorney, they both have their own agendas that they're trying to kind of put before the court. Well, I'm this, the expert. I have ethics. I have principles. I have uh, duties to science, duties to truth as best as I can know it. And so I decide what messages I want the court to hear. And so as they're asking me questions, I'm thinking about my goals of how I can answer that question to take it over to what it is I want them to hear. And, and so when we're, you know, driving somewhere, we're having that conversation with the other person in our head and we're defeated before we walk in the door. When we're mowing the lawn, we're having that whole conversation with those people and, you know, it's as if it was real. Well, you can have a positive conversation. Sure. When I go in there <laughs> and they say this, I'm going to say that. And, th 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 and then I'm going to turn the conversation over to this. Yeah. Yeah. I have done that several times since starting to recognize these conversations. I have guided them into a more positive scenario, a more positive um conclusion and and you know a lot of times the the conclusion that i come to is that that's not even a conversation that's going to take place it's usually a conversation i'm i'm thinking somebody's going to bring this to me and it's going to be about this and all that and it, and it doesn't even take place and so i'm going I, why would i do a dress rehearsal on that when it's not even going to happen and so that and again what that does is that frees up space in my mind for positive stuff for for thinking about you know conversations with god thinking about for me music again and then that's again where i start hearing music and i start whistling and i know i'm in a good place and so that's well that's, and this the shift in thinking is, is is so difficult for people and i get it it was difficult for me and and i blah 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 um when I was talking to that person who was identifying you, identifying with you about the conversations, they said, once they recognized they were having those conversations during that time, you know, they're like, I don't know what I'm going to do now because I don't want to have those conversations during that time. Well, earlier in the conversation, they had identified a goal of uh, becoming uh, more goal oriented and, and working on uh, being successful in certain areas and then well okay so suddenly you have a free 10 minutes because you're no longer going to be holding those conversations right what if you listen to something positive sure like a podcast or a video or yeah. music yeah during that 10 minutes mm -hmm. and instead of filling your mind with negative stuff for 10 minutes, filling your mind with positive stuff for 10 minutes. You take advantage of that time to make yourself better and you get to check something off on that list that you were wanting to do anyway, which you were struggling to figure out, how am I going to sit down and spend time, you know, 
writing out goals and being positive and encouraging myself. <laughs> Mowing the lawn, put in the earbuds, listen to something, you know, program yourself. Yep. It's like mentally feeding yourself. Brainwashing. Yep. There you go. Washing the old brain. <laughs> with with positivity. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. It's good. So carpe diem in the morning. Carpe diem in the morning. Get your coffee and your your uh, sausage on a stick. A great little spot right there behind Spangles at Central and Tyler. Mm-hmm. And then... The best spots are hidden. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. Grace Point also. Yes. Hidden. <laughs> behind Taco Bell. It's behind Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, well, I know where Taco Bell is. Everybody's <laughs> like, oh, well, now I know where you're at. So sh Taco Bell... Not talk about what the heck am I saying? <laughs> so, carpe diem in the morning. Shawarma. Say Shwarma it again. Yours. Shawarma yours. They open for lunch? Yeah. Lunch and dinner? I, I did look because I was going to go yesterday. I believe they're closed on Monday, so that we're cool now. Yeah. This will drop on a Wednesday next week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're look at the Facebook deal. They got a website too with a menu on it, but uh, I believe it's, uh, I want to say 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. to 8 or 9 at night. Oh, nice. So, well, I will take Dawn there. I won't even tell her where we're going. She loves that stuff. Cool. Cool. Awesome. I didn't know about that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I could go on, but, but just go. Yep. Just go. And we'll just make that eye contact and go, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Sweet. Yeah. Mm. All right. I'll go this week and give it a review. <laughs> Do. Awesome. Do. Okay. Well, have an awesome week. I'm Lance. And I'm Mike. And we are just these guys, you know. Catch you next week.